this is Tom, and you are listening to Getting to Third Space with Lamar and Tom. Getting to Third Space is produced by Tenacious Change, a consultancy committed to creating resilient nonprofit organizations. This podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to Getting to Third Space with Lamar and Tom, be sure to subscribe to hear about new episodes when they become available. Also, be sure to share this podcast with friends, colleagues, and family. The more people join us, the quicker we get to third space as a society. Hey, Lamar, how are you doing today? Doing good. How about you, Tom? Not too bad. Hey, how cold is it out there? Oh, my gosh. It is so cold this morning. I <laughs> how got cold is it? <laughs> I got up this morning and I saw a dog jump starting a rabbit. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh and th- that's, almost, that's almost true. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not much warmer here. That's why I'm wearing earmuffs, man. <laughs> uh, hey, you look good in earmuffs. Uh, well, well, thank you. No, actually, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, having a, uh, uh, I'm having a microphone malfunction. So yeah. I've I've gone to uh, this uh, this other headset that I actually I use this a lot of times for phone calls when people don't have to look at me or I don't have to be seen by them because oh, they, they, they work so well. Oh, thank you very much. I just <laughs> you know maybe I'll just walk around wearing these all of the time now. So by by the way, it yes. was it was actually that cold this morning. It was like eight below when I got up this morning. Oh my and, gosh! And uh, my dog kept wanting to get out. Yeah, why at eight below? Other than, you know, to do the normal dog things. Yeah. But then I went out a little bit later and I saw there were rabbit tracks everywhere. So, yes, uh, he was jump-starting a rabbit this morning. Wow. Okay. Well, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> that's that's great. Well, so uh, we probably ought to get right to it because I think we got we got a lot we're doing today, right? Oh, we got a lot. Yeah, we have a lot going on. And we're going to kind of take a little bit of a... Uh, uh, a little bit of a rabbit <laughs> rabbit trail today. <laughs> if that's okay. okay. Do we got to jumpstart the rabbit first? <laughs> we just did. Okay. So, so today in this podcast, uh, we're going to explore where we can exercise some of our third space conversations. We've been talking a lot about how third space conversations should happen and kind of how to how to keep an uh, how to plan and kind of assess how those are going. But we haven't talked about where. And you and I were thinking about uh, and talking about this podcast we had with Seth uh, Kaplan, an episode, and we just dropped the episodes one and two previous to this podcast. And he responded to a question that I asked him that I think it's really important um, that we literally share um, spaces and share places. And he suggested that places like, how do we build trust? We build trust by sitting down with people, having meals, for example, um, having drink together, socializing are all ways to build trust. And and you and I began talking about that offline later on and finding this to be a really important topic to discuss. Now, oftentimes in the literature, third space that we've talked about happens in a third place. So today we're going to talk about places, not to be confused necessarily with spaces as we have been talking, but we're talking about places where the third place, uh, third space conversations can take place. 
Ray Oldenburg was an urban sociologist who wrote about informal gathering places. His most notable book about these places was titled Great Good Place, 1999. Victor Herman, who was the publisher of that book, wrote in his testimonial, The Great Good Place has put into words and focus what I've been doing all of my life. In the barbershop, I remember as a child to the bookstore I now own. Ray Oldenburg has defined good places while still recognizing the magical chemistry they require. So we want to talk about what those good places are and, and the experiences you and I have uh, you and I have had with good places. Yeah, I, I, I think this really sounds like it, like it's going to be. We haven't done it yet, obviously, but <laughs> but, but I think this is going to be a good conversation because there is there is this real. I, I love that phrase that the magical chemistry they require, and sometimes right. to be in a third space uh, requires a third place that uh, that has or a place that has that that chemistry. I'll also just mention that more recently, uh, Oldenburg's work has also been cited by the folks that are working on the Blue Zones projects. And the Blue Zones are these places around the globe where people thrive. They have longer lives, they have more satisfying lives. And, and, and one of the things that they, that they point out is that the reason that, that these Blue Zones, one of the reasons that people do so well in these Blue Zones is because they have these places that they can connect with, with other people. And and really uh, build strong, um, really really good relationships. Uh, but there was another article that you brought my attention to, Lamar, and that was the uh, the Butler and Diaz article uh, for Brookings. Um, and they said that that um, that the third places, and again they were quoting Oldenburg here, uh, are those places where we spend time between first place, which is home. And second place, which is where we work. So um, we brainstormed a little bit about what makes places different, uh, these places different from one another, uh, which means, by the way, that we engaged in wild (laughs) but informed speculation. So that's that's how we came up with this list. Uh, So if you go trying to find this somewhere in the literature, you might, but it'll... You know, this these these lists just kind of came out of our heads today. So sometimes that's dangerous when we brainstorm. But it, it really is. But it, it, it is a lot it, of fun. It's just it's just cold today, and so you know, <laughs> we had to do something to jumpstart our own brains a little bit. So, well, so we're going to kind of go back on forth a, li- a little bit and uh, and and think about this together. But that first place um, that they mention is is home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've been thinking a little bit about why home is might be that first place where we are able to um, to you, you, to re, to really kind of find ourselves. And and there there's several there's several reasons. Um, you know, home is familiar, right? I can get up in the middle of the night and walk around my house and not stub my toe. I think that's a pretty good thing. I mean, that's just how familiar the space is to me, right? <laughs> That's a good thing, although yeah. it doesn't always happen, but it is a good thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, we can be ourselves, right? In all, in all forms, we can be ourselves, it, it, which is, you know, the way we talk, 
the way we interact, and even being able to interact with family without even saying complete sentences sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Or or my family used to communicate, I think, most of the time in uh, idioms and cliches. Oh, give give us an example, please. (laughs) Well, well, my brother-in-law used to say, uh, he got on that faster than a duck on a June bug. (laughs) 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 What? I've never, first, I've never seen a duck jump on a June bug. So I, I have no idea what that phenomenon is even like. But you know, we had, we had a whole string of those kinds of things. And right. it was like, you could, you could, you could have conversations and reasonably kind of know what everybody was talking about. And it made no sense to anybody else. And I find living on the East Coast now, coming out of, out of, the, out, out of Iowa and, and that, mm-hmm. that family where we, we spoke like that, I come out here and all of a sudden one of these things will come flying out of my mouth and people will look at me like, what happened to you? You know, did, did you just have a moment there or, you know, what, what's going on? So, but, and, and I think, too, that um, kind of our the culture that we we grew up with uh, and the culture maybe our parents came from had a lot of impact on how we communicated and related at home as well. Yeah. You know, um, my family came from a uh, very much a German background yeah. and the kind of a Swiss German background. And oftentimes um, sentences or descriptions were um, punctuated by German words, yeah. and, <laughs> you know. Uh, or, or my father would kind of go into that German dialect, and um, we understand what he was saying. But I'm sure people around us didn't understand what he was saying. But I also understand. I, I, I was able to understand meanings behind how we communicated. So it wasn't just always about words, but it was about what the implications were um, that that my father or my mom were trying to communicate to us. It wasn't always spelled out in words, but I knew. I knew what the meaning was. You, you know, it's, you just said something that, that just is really wild because, you know, uh, my wife and I just went on a, a Christmas market tour in Germany hmm. uh, just before the holidays. And I never really thought of there being, and, and so my last name is Klaus, of course, which mm-hmm. is extremely German. My mother's name was Miller, which is also very German. And, but I never thought of myself as as being really raised in much of a germanic culture but as we were traveling around in germany and going to these various christmas markets i all of a sudden began to hear phrases and songs that i had never related to that german heritage that were that were spoken by my by my parents and and i go oh wow i mean i actually know what that means <laughs> you know and i it, it, it was it was kind of, it was really interesting. So there, you're right. You know, the culture does kind of kind of influence. Now, but one of the other things that happens in families, though, is that sometimes we don't have a lot of filters, or the filters just completely off. Right? I mean, that, just, that's correct. There are no filters. <laughs> so so, you know, we say things, or we have these relationships with our 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 family or the people who are close to us, whether they're good whether they're bad or whether they're ugly to kind of quote the, uh, uh, the movies a little bit. Uh, but it is true. Uh, we're committed to each other. We're connected to each other. Uh, and we see the best and the worst of each other sometimes. Yeah. Now, 
Lamar, do you ever find yourself kind of stuck in a role or an identity uh, within your family uh, that just doesn't change no matter how old you get? So I'm 65, Tom. I'm still the baby of the family. <laughs> I'm the youngest of five boys. And it comes across oftentimes um, in our conversations with each other. Uh, it, and it's hilarious. My wife loves watching it as well. Uh, but, you know, let me explain to you, Lamar, exactly how this works. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I'm actually the baby in my family too. And, and you had, you have all older brothers. I had all older sisters. And so it's like all of them decided they were going to mother me in one way or another. And it was like, holy cow. I mean, you know, this is, this is, this is a little bit much. I, I think the thing that, that, that I have noticed is that until the day I die or my sisters pass, right? I will always be when I show up back home, Tommy. Now, that is not my favorite name for myself. And I swear to God. <laughs> it yeah. may show up sometime. Yeah. Anybody. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will come and get you in the middle of the night. So, yeah. but, but, so but it's not my favorite name. I, yeah. I, I don't really care for it because it, because it, 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 it not only, uh, you know, it sounds very juvenile for me. Uh, it it also um, it reminds me of my position, you know. But uh, and, and of course, maybe that's why they use it. I I don't know. But, but, but uh, in families, th that's all ingrained in us. Oh I mean, yeah. Over time is is deep seated, and so how we relate to each other uh, sometimes uh, even looks disrespectful, and maybe at times, but it is part of who we are. I remember when my my mother, who's passed away several years ago, but when my mother uh, was no longer able to drive uh, because of some dementia that she was experiencing, and and us boys got together with her, um, and she realized that we had not returned her car <laughs> to her to drive, and she she made a it was in that conversation somewhere she made a very very motherly. Um, comment to all of us as we were standing there, letting us know exactly how she felt about some things. And I looked around and I, along with my brothers, we had just all dropped our heads like, yes, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and we, you know, we were in our fifties and sixties at the time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, but you know, uh, despite, despite some of those, those things, you know, that happened there, there also is a bond that Absolutely. exists in the family. And, and, you know, let's be really honest. Sometimes that bond is a very healthy bond and sometimes it's not a very healthy bond, but there are bonds that hold families. Uh, I keep them connected and, and tend to hold families together. There's a certain amount of safety in that, in those relationships as well, in that yeah. we can speak to each other. We can support each other. You know, um, oftentimes maybe my brothers or I might not agree on everything, but don't come in between us. Yeah. I mean, there, there is a, uh, a desire to help each other, to support each other. Uh, but, uh, and even when we tussle a bit, it's, um, it's our tussle, uh, that we, we have, it's not someone else's to, um, to step into. So there's a certain amount of that, uh, kind of, a this is, this is our family. There are boundaries to it and there are rules to it that, uh, keep us, keep us together. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we share ideas, and, and sometimes we share dreams and disappointments and fears and successes, and you know, popcorn, pizza, shoe fly pies, <laughs> stuff like that as a family. 
right? That absolutely. And uh, sometimes we teach each other how to make. I just taught my grandchildren, my granddaughters, over the weekend how to make shoe fly pie, and which is a staple in my family. Wow! <laughs> and yeah. so I was pretty excited. Now your wife needs to teach them how to make cinnamon rolls, so that uh, if you, you know, if I live to be a hundred, I can still you know get them from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'll be next so so tom we were talking about first place but, which is well, our family well but you know what I, I before we before we move off of that though i think it's probably important to say that that even though families can be a really great first place for many many things we are in a moment in our history that they can be difficult places um, around Absolutely. this whole discussion around politics. And of course, we're recording this the day after the Iowa caucuses, right? Uh, right. And, and uh, uh, which we did not participate in because we don't live in Iowa anymore. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I also know that these, that as tight as families can be, there are some things that can really um, uh, put wedges between people. And I think we're, we're in one of those moments right now. I, I think you're right. If you recall back on the very first episode that we did, I talked yeah. about the moment that I realized that my brothers and I were at different places uh, yeah. when it came to politics, when it came to uh, religion, when yeah. it came to business practices. So, um, Things that we really don't spend a lot of time talking about, which in the past, maybe we could do that. Yeah. And that does bring us back to why the whole concept of the third space is an important concept. But yeah. in first place, uh, you know, these kind of challenges do exist. And, and unfortunately, it seems like we're hearing more and more about kind of the experience I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to introduce us to the second sure second, second place. place. Oh, yeah. you know that sounds really bad. It's like, oh, but you know, you're not first place. I mean, <laughs> uh, I think of a baseball diamond. You know, you get to first first base, but you want to go to the second. So right, yes, yeah. Getting into that second um, place, uh, Oldenburg would say second place is at work. Yeah, um, and at work, there's. <laughs> Unless you have a family business, <laughs> it's which there's a whole other dynamic there. But uh, work would be uh, more where you're uh, relating with a broader uh, group of people and uh, broader uh, tasks and different kind of focuses. It's we even come to work, uh, and typically we'll have a different identity at work uh, than we do at home. Um, maybe an identity that has to do with our skill set or has to do with um, the roles that we play, whether they're subjective roles or whether they're leadership type roles. Um, but we, we do come with a different identity, uh, usually to the workplace. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, th I think one of the, uh, thinking back to the interview we did with Seth, hmm. and we asked him a question about, you know, are there, are there, is there a moment that you've been in a conversation with somebody? <laughs> That's... <laughs> That was just difficult, you know, and how did you do it? And, and the first thing that comes to his mind is his five-year-old, right? Right. And, and, and I think that that point kind of illustrates, too, that, you know, in this, in this second place of being at work is that we may be seen in, in such a very different way than what we're seeing in that first place. And there's, no, you know, here's, here's Seth. He is this world-renowned expert on fragile um, fragile 
fragile state, states and, and fragile neighborhoods. And like so many of us, he's wrestling with his five-year-old, right? And, and trying to get the five-year-old to, to do what he needs him to do. And so that identity that we have at work can be, can be sometimes, it can feel very comforting to us when we're, when we're thinking about struggling with that child at home. <laughs> Right. <laughs> or well, I can, how come I can't get the dog to walk right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, at work, um, we, we, we take on other responsibilities yeah, though, sometimes. And um, the responsibilities, sometimes we're, we're happy. At, we, we, we're going to talk about this maybe in the future, but we kind of shift between these places. Yeah. And sometimes it's good. You've heard, leave your work at work. Uh, don't take it home with you. Uh, and depending on what your role is, that's maybe easier in some roles than others. But being able to realize that this is a place where I have a certain, I have certain responsibilities. I have certain things that I need to do and I'm, I need to take care of uh, that maybe um, I'm more, I feel more competent about because I've, I've, I've learned how to do these kinds of things. I, I, in addition, I, I have other people I can collaborate with. Yeah. You know, I can be creative with. Um, and, uh, you know, we can, we can work together to get the job completed or, uh, or done. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's, that's, that's really important. And of course, so much of that, uh, really hinges upon our ability to communicate, uh, with others well, and to be, you know, clear Absolutely. about what, what we're hoping is going to happen. Um, and, and at work as well, I mean, there's the relationships that we have inside the, the workplace. Uh, but sometimes our work also requires us to build relationships outside the business. Now, they're a little bit different than, than friendships. We, we may establish uh, a collegial relationship. We may establish an affiliation with somebody else outside the work. It's not quite the same as a friendship, so we may not have the same depth of interaction. But it's still important, and it's a place where we can establish connections that actually can become friendships. I, um, just, just before Christmas, um, I, I lost a, a colleague. Um, uh, he, he passed very suddenly um, that uh, we began as competitors in the same field. And uh, we actually uh, met each other as we were kind of having dueling or competing um, uh, booths at trade shows. And uh, and we got to know each other. And over time, you know, we stopped being so much competitors and really became friends and colleagues. And we helped each other out in the various things that we were doing. And uh, and in, in this last stage, we were just simply friends. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, I think about uh, um, the the even even within business, even in the workplace, we can establish the seeds of friendship with people, even if in that moment and in that place that a a close friendship is not the the best thing for business, right? So, understandably, but but as you work close with people, you do be, develop uh, connections with them at yeah. whatever level you let those those connections be. You know, oftentimes if you're on projects together or you're working towards uh, you know a common outcome, you know you share goals and yeah. you share processes and you share projects together and ideas of how to resolve. Uh, whatever it is is interfering with your ability to get to that goal. I mean, yeah. it, problem solving is a big part of of uh, things at the workplace. You know, I have uh, I'm very fortunate 
in that I have friends from almost all walks of my career yeah. that, um, you know, we were work, working towards um, and sometimes some working through some incredibly difficult situations yeah. and um, where you leaned on each other uh, to be able to uh, to get through them. Yeah. And to be successful. Uh, and, and those to me are lifelong friends. And even though we're no longer working together, those mm -hmm. relationships I built in the workplace, I really feel even now, years past it, uh, those incidents, if I need, I know I can go back and depend on those same individuals because we've shared those experiences in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and you know the 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 real beauty too that that happens in in terms of these the the relationships that we build at work is it really does build our own competencies with regard oh. to our careers and um, and at the same time you know we have to acknowledge the fact that that there probably is a level of caution yeah, that we exercise right. in terms of relationships in the workplace but it doesn't mean we can't build relationships and 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 let them be be the uh, the place that we we uh, we begin to seed them, I although you know I also have to say though uh, in terms of what's happened since the pandemic, right? You know, yeah. so many people working at home. So both my wife and I work at home, as I know you and your wife work at home, right? Well, you're not technically working, right? Oh, technically, but you are. I'm not working <laughs> for anybody. Let's put it that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. But <clears throat> but my wife. Uh, has her office uh, ac across uh, the uh, uh, on the other side of the living room here, which if you could see this, you'd see our living room right here. On the other side of the living room is her office, and uh, and she's teaching Spanish classes in there uh, about uh, mm -hmm. four days a week. And sometimes those things get really raucous. I mean, loud <laughs> and laughing and everything else. And I have to go and quietly shut her door if I'm, if I'm trying to record a podcast with you or doing, or doing something else that requires a little bit more concentration. So that can, that can make things a little rough. Uh, sometimes when we're, when we're working at home, uh, that, that really kind of pours over into that first place that we were talking about. Um, but generally, you know, it works very, very well. Where it probably doesn't work well, and I think you've had this experience as well, is that when, when we we when we bring into the relationships at work um, issues around um, politics and socially uh, charged culture war kinds of issues, right? It can get dicey, right? And, and you know, um, the work the work that I did for a lot of years was I would develop teams, and I would. Uh, I would uh, lead those teams through different projects or had certain responsibilities. <clears throat> and when, when, it, when conversations would happen about kind of personal um, perspectives on whether it was politics or some other sort of a, um, event or, or concept that was not about work, <clears throat> while I didn't want to always say we couldn't talk about those kinds of things, sometimes they, they got in the way of working relationships and and the projects and the goals that we needed to accomplish um, in the workplace. And so, you know, my role sometimes would have say, okay, this is not a helpful conversation. Certainly you can have it at another time, but right now we need to put that aside. Let's focus on the tasks at hand and the responsibilities we have. So it, it can be a, a challenge in in the workplace uh you know if we're using the workplace environment as a way to even 
address some of the issues that we might want to issue, uh, address in a third space conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that brings us to the third place, which is our community. Otenberg's uh, concept was that the third place is really exists between the first place and the second place, and uh, and and it's it's a place where you can connect with others outside of those two realms. So, so what comes to mind for me? I'm just going to knock off a couple, three things here, Lamar. You probably got some things like community celebrations and holiday events. I I know. In my hometown, the 4th of July was a big one, right? Yeah. yeah. We used to go to your hometown on the 4th of July to watch yeah. the fireworks. Yes, I know you did. a great time. So, yeah, 4th of July was a big thing, morning sun. Right? It was. So, yeah. And actually, you just take that event by itself. I mean, there was a lot of things happening. You didn't go just to watch the fireworks. There was a lot happening before that. I mean, the town put on, I mean, there were, there were vendors there, yeah. you know, people were sitting together. You met other people there. You, you had a, a, a really positive social experience. Yeah. Sometimes there was music playing, yeah. you know, uh, live music playing. Um, it was a big deal. In fact, the, the lines to get there in, a, in your car were like stretch miles of taillights to get yeah. into morning sun. And so strange for a town of about 800 people. <clears throat> yeah, right. Yeah, we would balloon to about uh, ten or fifteen thousand on the Fourth of July. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, what else comes to mind for you, man? Well, you know, get it, going going places with groups of people, small groups or large groups. I I think that that's an important part of a third place. Um, you know, on a, on a Friday evening, there there are a group of people that um, my wife and I often will gather together with for dinner. Um, just for an hour and a half for a, a quick dinner and kind of ending the week and talking about kind of what, what's been happening and providing, providing a lot of support for each other. Um, and, and also just kind of listening to um, kind of what's been happening in their lives. Additionally, I've, I think I've referred to this group a n- number of times on, I have this coffee group I go to, which actually started while I was working. My boss at the time uh, started this coffee group on Friday mornings, and he said, "Lamar, put this on your schedule. <laughs> uh, leave work. I want. I like to have you there." So, so I, I started actually while I was uh, uh, working, going to this coffee group, and it's kind of an eclectic group, and we talk about everything from the corn and wheat to um, to trucking to politics to um, you know what's what's going on in our lives and. Everybody has a place at the table, and there's not a, um, a hierarchy um, of relationships, and uh, it's a, just a lot of support. It's a lot of uh, a lot of laughing and a lot of good coffee. Well, we do something similar here. Uh, we started before the pandemic having a, a monthly dinner group, and it was it was kept to about um, seven or eight people, so that it was you know everybody could literally have a seat at a dining room table. And we would go from home to home, uh, rotate around and uh, and and uh, be in each other's homes. Of course, the pandemic kind of messed that up. But actually, just this year, we've started doing them again, except their lunches. And it's bring your own lunch <laughs> because we all agreed it was going to be way too much work to do so much cooking all the time. So uh, for so many people. But we uh, we uh, same thing. We share book ideas, movie ideas. TV show ideas. We talk some politics. Uh, we talk about local politics. 
our local HOA and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but it's really good because we've, we've really become good friends as a result. And, and these are places where we, where we kind of exercise some of those third space concepts and behaviors yes. that we've been talking about for quite yeah. a while. Yeah. Um, you know, I think of places that, that are uh, conducive to this kind of a gathering, like coffee shops. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, um, we've got, uh, we have two or three in this small town of 3,500 people. And so if you don't like one, you go to the other, or if you have a group. However, those groups can become so exclusive that, that they're just all about the same kind of perspective. That, yeah. I think, is, is a concern that I would have. Yeah, I'm not interested in being part of, of just the same mindedness um, over and over again because I think diversity of of multiple types of diversities and thinking and perspective is a real value. Yeah, well, I, and and you know, I'm I'm also kind of conscious of time here in terms of of what we got going on here, Lamar. We got sure. Maybe we can just kind of wrap through some of these other places we were thinking yeah. about, like like um, churches, places of worship. Um, parks, um, youth and school events, you know, even if you don't have kids, you may be in, in one of those places where, you know, the, the the best thing going on in your community is a school event. So you go, right. You know, football Mm -hmm. game or something of that nature, recreation centers, hairdressers and barbers, one of my favorite (laughs) places. Oh my gosh. You've always enjoyed those. I have always really enjoyed barbershops. Everything from the smell of the barbershops to just listening in on the conversations. You learn so much. Um, even if you don't know anybody involved, you, you still learn a lot. And of course, you know, growing up in a really small town as I did, I, I would hear conversations about people that I knew. And so it, it was kind of a way of staying up on on the local. It was social media before di- digital, I guess. You might yeah, say, that's right. Right. Yeah. Um, and we also were thinking about restaurants you may hang out at, uh, at the, at the bar or at a pub. Uh, and, and actually we were talking before coming on to do this podcast about times that we would just spend in friends' homes. Right. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and once again, it, sometimes I think we, um, think about these places as taking a lot of time and energy. Um, and, and and you mentioned that you no long, you bring your own food to some of the dinners you're talking about because oftentimes we can get caught up in the in the logistics of trying to make a place for us to get together versus just getting together. And so I, I highly encourage you know thinking about the easiest way for us to be able to to spend some time with people and people maybe that um, are not normally. Uh, connected to us, but, f- but finding ways to to, fo- to focus in on conversation and relationship building and less on the logistics of making things happen. Do you think we're losing our places, uh, Tom? What we are losing some spaces that are really, uh, some places that are really important for having these third space cons- conversations. But we also found um, uh in 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 some of the research that that you pulled together for this, uh, a little bit of information on that. Do you want to you want to share some of that? Yeah, uh, and we've referred to Butler and and Diaz before in an article that they wrote on third places. Um, 
as community builders. And they're suggesting that these third places are at risk. And I think it's important for us to maybe think about what kind of risk these are and, and why, why they're at risk. You know, um, these places that we've talked about, uh, I, I think I'm very fortunate. I mentioned this in the conversation we had with, uh, with Seth Kaplan. In, in, the, in the community that I live, there are coffee shops and there are churches and there are social groups and there are, and I can just keep going down that list, but that's not the case in a lot of places. Um, you know, that, that, you know, actually some of the brick and mortar centers are going away in Wichita, uh, Kansas, which is just down the road. One of our, my favorite coffee shops was, um, you know, actually torn down and it's like, wow. Um, now what's, what's in its place is a store, a retail store, which is fine. Um, but those, those places, um, I, I think are really important. And I do understand that there are more that are coming. Um, but I, but I do, I am concerned that, uh, along with, uh, Butler and Diaz, that there may be, uh, there may be a risk at us finding those places. In fact, you mentioned, um, going through, uh, you know, the, the whole COVID, uh, experience where we weren't even allowed to go to those places. Um, and what kind of impact that, that might have had? Uh, we're, maybe we're going more digital than we ever have before. Just this podcast, just you and I doing this. Uh, the 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 plus side is you're in Maryland and I'm in Kansas, and we're able to pull this off. Uh, the downside is, you know, we haven't sat down literally for coffee for years. Right. That's 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 absolutely true. Well, and and. Uh... You know, while we're talking about the fact that, that we are losing some of these places, which is true by and large, where, where I'm located, I've, I have noticed, though, that just in this last year, there are three new places that are popping up. One, oh, is, cool. a, one is a coffee shop that's about six miles from here in, in the next town over, Burtonsville. It's called Centrado. And so if you live in this part of the country, uh, you know, check it out. It's a wonderful uh, coffee shop and they have really great baked goods from the passion bakery by the way <laughs> and um and there's a there's another place that's about ready to open here where we live about a mile away it's called the it's going to be it's, it's called a cakery cafe oh that, that sounds that's uh, a, delightful that sounds yeah and th and then across the street there's a place that's opening that is going to have a kind of a coffee shop in it too so i'm i'm really pleased to see that there are some some new places that are kind of appearing but we we've come through a rough period where a lot shut down and and yeah. uh, we just a lot lost an awful lot of those places uh, because they just couldn't keep up uh, without having you know because we all disappeared into our homes for a while but so maybe maybe we're seeing um you know kind of the the pendulum swinging back a little bit which I hope so I would be very excited about and and again I think we also need to be fortunate say that we're fortunate because we have opportunities in some areas. But Kaplan was very clear, I think, <clears throat> that there are a lot of areas that don't have that kind of a, an opportunity for people. Yeah. It has to be created. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as we wrap things up, um, just want to kind of remember where we were going today. We've been talking about third space for a long time. But as we begin thinking about this, we want to remember that there are places that are really important to have relationships and communications from 
first place with a, with our home, that those communications are really important to second uh, place with our, our families, uh, I'm sorry, w- with work and uh, the goals and uh, um, the workspace uh, relationships that we have built and create. And then kind of that in between of that, um, th- that third place, um, you know, I, and I, I think, I think of the, the coffee cafe, or I think of all these uh, spaces that we talked about, they're outside of the home, typically they're outside of work and they're uh, a social gathering place for, for us. And so uh, I just want to remember that, um, that we have those kinds of um, focus today on places where spaces can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm wondering, Lamar, too, um, I, I know we're we're kind of getting to the point where, where we do need to close, but yep. I, w- I wanted to check in with you on something. So um, two questions, really. The first one is, uh, where was your favorite place to hang out? Where was your fa- favorite place to <clears throat> just to go and connect and be with friends or be with people? Yeah. You know, um, I, I grew up. The place I grew up in Iowa, uh, I was very fortunate that um, we, we had a we had a class in high school. That I think it was very close with each other, and and I was part of a variety of different groups, from athletics to music and drama, you know, uh, to um, uh, religious groups, uh, faith based groups, and the people in the community, the the adults in the community, were extremely supportive having various uh leaving their homes open for a lot of us to come and just hang out at their at their places sometimes with a party atmosphere sometimes with with just dropping by and hanging out for a friday evening for a while uh i think those those opportunities were really important for me and very positive for me also there was organized uh, activities that i was a part of i was probably um Maybe too, maybe involved in too many organizations at one point, but having those opportunities to to be in a structured environment as well, whether it be in a music group or a concert, or whether it was in, like I said, an athletic group that that was traveling, those were very valuable times in my development as well. So, I would say I hung out a lot in in homes and and then with uh, various activities uh, groups that I was part of. I, I think. How about, I, how about I, you? I think I seemed to hang out where there was food. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, my, for a time, my parents ran this uh, a restaurant uh, in uh, in my hometown. Um, and uh, uh, I, I remember spending a lot of time in the restaurant. Uh, and probably I, I didn't interact with people as much as I could have or should have. Because, but I, be, I became very good at pinball, I just want to say. Oh. Yeah. They had a great pinball, pinball machine there. Yeah, I love that. Uh, but the other place that really comes to mind for me was uh, a place in Des Moines, Iowa, when I worked in Des Moines. It's called Zanzibar's, and it was a coffee shop, that independent coffee shop that was started by a young woman. It's still there, I believe. Okay. And uh, and I would, uh, uh, sometimes I would take, uh, it was on Ingersoll Avenue in Des Moines, if you happen to be in there, be there. And uh, um, I would go into Zanzibar's and sometimes have staff meetings in Zanzibar, sometimes just wow. meet friends there. And there's a... There was a guy that I would meet there on a regular basis. We just go in there and sit and drink coffee on Tuesdays, and you know, solve the problems of the world. 
Well, I'm glad somebody was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, sounds like a great place. Yeah, but don't blame us if if things have gone <laughs> off the track. Okay. The, the other question I wanted to ask you is: Do you, you so Butler and Diaz say that third places are at risk? Do you think the first and second places are also at risk? You know, I've been thinking about that, and, and I think that there there's risk for for any way that we socially connect. Um, yeah, I, I think families. Uh, and we we mentioned this earlier that families have this risk of not talking about things that that are important to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I think the, a big part of that is because we have drawn these lines and we have now a, a I think a further gap between uh, our positions and and we don't have the kind of tools that you and I have been talking about and others on how to bridge those gaps. We don't. We don't hold that tension very well. I think in the future we're going to talk more about holding tension. We don't hold that tension very well, so that we do, we can continue to have communication. So I think within families, there, there's concerns there that I have. I think at the workplace too. Um, there, there's probably um, uh, some of that, but I have less concern. I think about um, that second space, um, second place. Uh, being able to communicate because I know that there are programs and there are emphasis on working at developing skills and competencies and communication um, uh, skills and, and opportunities for good communication. So I, and I come from that world most recently, so I'm pleased with kind of that focus there, but, um, but yeah, I would say those two spaces I have concerns about. We just talked about the third kind of that third place uh, concern as well with uh, our social gatherings outside of those areas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's that time when we look ahead okay. to what's coming up. So our next podcast is going to feature an interview with Ed Schrager. Ed is from the United Kingdom and uh, he is uh, very involved in, in working with organizations around helping to helping them to make more human connections with one another within those organizations and outside the organization. So mm. it fits in very nicely with what we've been talking about today. Remember, uh, we try to be responsive to suggestions from listeners. However, we do need to hear from you. Interestingly enough, I'll get personal conversations. People will get in, you know, want to have with me outside when I meet with them here and there. And that, that's great and wonderful. But, um, Feel free to 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 uh, share those comments and questions, uh, so that both Tom and I have a chance to read those and hear from them. Uh, there are a couple of different ways to be in touch. Uh, first, uh, you can leave us a voice message on Spotify if that's where you're listening to this podcast. And of course, uh, we both have emails uh, where you can contact us. And mine is Lamar Thirdspace at gmail .com. and Tom's is tom.thirdspace at gmail.com. And remember, third space is spelled with a numeral three. All right. Very good. Well, yeah. hey, I guess it's time to uh, to go deal with the cold stuff again, right? So um, <laughs> It is. Oh, and my it's gosh. Like it, it's getting a little bit warmer, but uh, we might be above zero right now. Well, yeah. And here, I got to tell you, there's not much difference between 40, 24 degrees and 26 degrees. You know, there ah. it uh, feels pretty much the same to me either way. All right. All right. Well, let's take care of ourselves and um, we'll catch you on the next time. All right. See you later, Lamar. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. 
Lamar here. Thank you for listening to Getting to Third Space with Lamar and Tom. Remember to click on subscribe to be sure you get notices about new episodes. Getting to Third Space with Lamar and Tom is a production of Tenacious Change. Opinions and ideas expressed in this podcast are solely those of Lamar Roth and Tom Klaus. And we'd like to hear your opinions and ideas too. You can leave us a voice message on Spotify, or you can email us at the addresses found in the show notes. Also in the show notes, you can find links to some of the things we talk about today, so you can check them out yourself. Until next time, keep moving toward third space.